So when I was a, in my early teens, uh, there was a, a building site near us on the way into town. It's now a full housing estate, but at the time it was a building site. And uh, it was fantastic because they had dug up all sorts of foundations and they had left heaps of clay, which were absolutely perfect for an obstacle course for mountain biking. So myself and a few friends, we'd always go down there and down the slopes and up and down. And there was one particular slope where the slope went down and then very, very steeply up. And every time you'd get to the top of that hill and you'd look down, now this is before, this, no one wore helmets. Helmets were for wusses. So no one wore gear, gloves, knee pads, nothing, nothing, nothing. We were hardcore. Um, when you got to the top of the hill and looked down, right, and you had to kind of come down, if you didn't get your weight into the right place well back, when you came up, you were going to go straight in. You were going to face plant into the hill on the way up. It was, would have been embarrassing and exceptionally painful. So, so you're, you're at the top of the hill. And this was always a possibility. This could go horribly wrong. You know, every time you're up there, like, this could go horribly wrong. And maybe it did once or twice, uh, but, but then you learned, okay? Uh, but it's always interesting. When we start, when we do something, where there's a chance of failure, right? There's a possibility this mightn't work out. That's why I think it's, 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 it's something very helpful to, to us, in our, especially in our, in our teens, maybe early 20s, to take part in some sort of competitive something, if it's chess or band or GAA, or soccer, or music, it doesn't matter. Something, something where you have to compete, and something where you fail. Because you will not succeed, you, no matter what you do, you cannot succeed in everything. And, and learning how to fail, learning that failure is a possibility, is actually an important lesson for us. To do something, and this might not actually work. And to be honest, the things where success is guaranteed, those things tend to be of very little value to us. Like, you know, if, if Eddie there is to enter a tug-of-war competition with, with Anna Walsh, I mean, you know, and we'll, we'll give him a prize afterwards, and he'll be like, yeah, I won this. And it'll mean nothing to you. It will mean nothing to you, because it's not even a competition. No offence. Uh, but, like, it's, it's no competition. Whereas if you had to go through, you know, you're against big rugby players from, from Limerick, like, and you have to go through uh, county and province and all Ireland... And there's training involved, and there's uh, what are they called? Hot and cold treatment, ice baths, and physio, and psychology, and all this kind of thing that goes into it. And then you know, then in, in the final, like you're there, and, you see, and the guy gets a little bit ahead of you, and then the last kind of, and then you make it, right? That medal will mean something to you, way more than your medal against her, right? Because why? Because it cost you something. Because it was hard. And why? Because you could have lost. It, it, you, you, could have, you could have failed. And like learning how to fail is, is, is important. And as I say, learning, learning that, that, that failure is a possibility is important because it stops us counting too much on ourselves. I, I have to do something here. This isn't just plain sailing. I have to actually commit. I have to actually decide. I have to actually put some effort into this. That, for the most important things, Right? That, 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 that we, we, we learn for sport or for, you know, say chess or whatever competitive uh, element, whatever competitive hobby we have. But then for the most important things, like Jesus here says, right? It's, it's, and it's, it's a really blunt kind of a statement. I warned you, as I warned you before, all who behave like this 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's all who are involved in fornication, gross indecency, sexual irresponsibility, idolatry, sorcery, feuds, wrangling, jealousy, bad temper. As long, uncon- maybe, I don't want to correct him, but uncontrolled when, it's, when, it, when you, know, you can have your temper and <laughs> control it. Quarrels, disagreements, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and similar things. So he says, like, those who engage in this, there's a possibility you're not going to heaven. You could actually fail at heaven. And I, like, that's, I say that's, that's, that's a really, really important thing to hear. Not that Je- Jesus is not threatening us at all, but there's a, a danger in presuming heaven. Because if you presume heaven, just like if I had to, why do I use, keep using tug of war, but if I had to play a game of tug of war against Anishin, would I practice? No. <laughs> would I try? Wouldn't need to. <laughs> why? No offense. Because because like success is guaranteed, it'll be grand, it'll be absolutely fine. I won't, I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't do anything to try. Okay, I wouldn't do any major preparation or anything. I turn up in my normal clothes and away we go. Like, but why? Because it's there's no effort required. Whereas the Lord is saying here that that we can actually fail at heaven. We can fail in our efforts to get to heaven. Now. If we are sincere about our efforts, it's, it's not our perfection, it's not our sanctity that gets us into heaven, it's always God's grace. But, but that uh, God's grace and our yes and our collaboration, it's not God's gra- grace despite us. And it's definitely not all of my actions that are so wonderful and amazing and saintly and none of God's grace. That's, that's, the, that's the wrong way around altogether. God's grace and my collaboration. So I don't have to, like, we should try to be perfect, but we may well fail along the way. That's, that's not the major issue here. The, the major issue, issue is not even trying at all and saying, ah, should we all get to heaven? It's all fine. That's not what Jesus says. That is not what Jesus says. So yeah, we have to, we have to try. We have to work at this. We have to put a bit of effort in. Good, so how? So the day is made up of lots of small decisions. Every day we make I've never really counted. I don't know. Uh, depends on what detail you go into, but easily a couple of hundred decisions. One could argue that every word you say is a decision. In that case, we say an awful lot more. We make an awful lot more decisions. But every day we make decisions. And those decisions are either of the Spirit, so of God, or of ourselves, selfish. That's the, the first line of, of the reading of, of Paul to, to Galatians. If you're led by the Spirit, no law can touch you. Okay? But when self-indulgence is at work, the results are obvious. And he goes on to fornication and so on and so forth. So if I'm led by the Spirit, then my actions are good. If, if I'm led just by me, selfishness, uh, what I need to be acclaimed or known or applauded or rich or uh, receive pleasure in my life or whatever it may be, whatever takes me that direction. When I, when I live according to that law, the law of me, well, then I'm choosing not God. I'm choosing something else. I'm choosing what one would call an idol. When I live according to the Spirit, I allow him to inspire my decisions and my actions, and then I'm living according to God's law. Then, small and all, and maybe innocuous as these ac- actions may seem, little by little, I'm, I'm heaven-bound. Like, 
you know, there are some magical words, especially in community, uh, that we can use. You know, one of the most wonderful expressions in, in community life is, can I help? <laughs> can I help? Amazing. Absolutely fantastic when someone says that, you know, or is there anything I can do? Uh, can I help? It's, that's just one of those decisions where I have free time or I have my work is finished early or whatever it may be, and, and I offer to use a bit of my time for someone else, for someone else's good. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's life according to the spirit, like selfless, not selfish. Or if the Lord has given me like an attentive eye, right, so an eye that, that's, that's attentive to people, and I see that, that someone is in need of maybe something very simple, just another very simple expression, how are you? Right, but God has given me this attentive eye, so that's my responsibility. It's a gift that God has given me. Now I have to use that for God's glory and not presume someone else will take care of it, but to ask. Just ask. It doesn't mean you have to be a person's counsellor. But you're just asking. How are you? Now, it's up to the person to share what they want to share, but at least you have taken that opportunity to show, I care. I see. You're loved. Fantastic. That's life according to the Spirit, you know? To be like the, the Holy Spirit, the consoler. To be like an extension of, of his consoling arm. So uh, there's so many opportunities we have during the day. Also, like, say, within your own heart of hearts, you have a bit of free time and you feel, like, maybe I should actually spend some time on my own in prayer. Great, we'll do that. Or say, there's... I'm running out of examples. There's all sorts of things we can do. All sorts of, like, I say, life is, day, our days are made up of small, what seem like harmless decisions. But this, this is how we choose heaven. This is how we learn not to live selfishly, but to live selflessly by our decisions, our daily, our daily simple decisions. And so it's a great gift. It's a great gift to be able to, to, to live our, our life that way and see and recognize every opportunity to do good, every opportunity to live according to the Spirit, every opportunity to bring love into the world. Lord knows we need it. So what do we want to do? Well, not miss any of those opportunities. If I can do good, do it today. Do it now. Don't wait. Because we only have today. And once today is gone, it's gone. And your opportunity to console yesterday is gone. Your opportunity to serve yesterday is gone. Your opportunity to, to, to in some way, help or support a person yesterday, that's, that's gone. It's, it's not there anymore. Maybe it was then that they needed you. Maybe it was then that they needed help. So, today is all we have. And that's a great gift. It is a great gift. Because we can learn how to be selfless every single day. And if we do that, then it's plain obvious that like, things like you know, fornication, indecency, sexual responsibility, idolatry, sorcery, feuds, wrangling, jealousy, quarrels, disagreements, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, my goodness. Oh, it's plain obvious those things are wrong. <laughs> like, if you're living life according to the Spirit, they won't even cross your mind. Like, why on earth would I do any of those things? Why? They're empty. They're, they're pointless. They're... They, they, like, they drag your soul into, in, into, into filth, promising you joy and happiness, and then accuse you of, of everything that you've, you've, you've done afterwards. So 
It promises you joy and that it accuses you of, 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 of sin and indecency and all of those things after the actions. So it never leads to happiness. Never. Sin is a lie. On the other hand, living according to the Spirit, that's what sets us free. So we ask the Lord today to help us to recognize these opportunities and to avail of every single one of them today, not to wait, but to, to, to serve today, to live today for the other, to live selflessly, selflessly, not selfishly, that the Lord one day may welcome us into his heavenly kingdom. Amen.